Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. Good morning. Same weather today as we had yesterday, I guess. Mid-50s. Don't talk about the weather too much. Now. I know. I know. Of of things, I didn't. I've already it, had enough of it. I kept it to six words. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get the temperature. What was it? I didn't give the temperature. Yeah, see, that's. I the, don't want to talk too much about the, the weather. The entertainment tonight effect. We'll tell you the temperature coming up in ten minutes. That's a radio tease. There from you go. Radio veteran Steve Nagel. There you right go. There. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us after seven o'clock. Believe it or not, we may be talking about cars and gasoline and the high cost of it. And speaking of gasoline, we got gas hats, we got ass hats, and we got mass hats today. Uh, also, Anna Sigan Michalazzi, she's the uh, host of True Conviction on Discovery Plus and Investigation Discovery. Uh, we'll be she, talking to her later on today, too. She talk like this. Hey, it's Anna Sigan Michalazzi. Hey! Sounds like it, right? No, she doesn't talk like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's 536 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Bracket busted. You could still be chosen at random to win a $200 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. It's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl. Presented by the new Bud Light Seltzer Heart. 551 and Van Halen on Rock 102. 37 now. Low 50s for today. And according to the National Weather Service, an elevated fire weather potential hazard here today. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Ben Stiller will play Jack Torrance in a theater production of The Shining. It'll open next January in London. It's supposed to stick closer to the original Stephen King novel than the Jack Nicholson movie. So, Wendy, my darling, my light of my life. Who's going to be playing the... Uh, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to bash your brains in. <laughs> I'm so, home. I love those romance yeah, novels. Yes. Um, who's going to be playing the Shelley Duvall character? Uh, Shelley Duvall. No kidding. No, they don't have any They don't have any other... They're not going to list people who aren't other famous actors. That's it, too bad. It's a, it's a stage production, so... You know, the movie people don't care about the theater people. Well, you know, the first one was so funny. That I would think Ben Stiller would be the perfect guy to be playing that role. Oh, yeah. Because I laughed and laughed and laughed. He seems like a psychopath. Jared Leto says he's aging gracefully but won't share how. He said, quote, I do have a good answer for that, but I probably won't tell you just to keep everybody guessing. Really, honestly, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. He's He's staying young by not eating anything. That guy needs to have a sandwich or something. You seen him? Should be like that other Jared uh, with the subway. Yeah, the Jared Fogle. Yeah, yeah. should be but, more Fogle than, than but, Leto. But don't go all the way like Jared Fogle did. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. That uh, Jared Leto isn't that the one that Boss Skaggs named the the, the shuffle after? No, no, no. That's the Leto shuffle. You're uh, thinking about the restaurant that used to be up on Worthington Street. No, nah, no, nah, that's Leto's. <laughs> uh, no. You're talking about where those outlets are at the, in the Berkshires out there. No, no, no. That's Lee. You're thinking about the ch- the former Channel 40 reporter that uh, got fired many years ago. Uh, Jim oh, Jim Polito. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> different guy? Yeah, different guy. Oh, different well, guy. go figure. 
A uh, bridal party was taking pictures in downtown Pittsburgh when Tom Hanks randomly showed up and asked to join in. The photographer said, quote, it was just so sweet and fun. Tom is in Pittsburgh filming a movie. Uh, he d- This has happened like many times before. He does this a lot. He'll be walking along a beach and he'll see somebody getting married and he'll go in and get their picture taken with him. And here's Tom Hanks, you know, making it all about himself. Well, I guess it would be kind of cool to see Tom Hanks, you know, during your wedding photo shoot. Yeah, but then it all becomes about Tom Hanks. This is this girl's special day. I guess so. I will say, though, that one time he uh, took a picture of a guy who passed out drunk in his chair at, at a wedding. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was like a big Tom Hanks fan, didn't, and, and uh, all of a sudden Hank shows up. They take the picture and show the guy after he wakes up and sobers up. He was sitting right next to Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. had no idea. Who shows up more at random places? Is it Hanks or is it Bill Murray? Murray's always popping up in places. He is, but do you hear more about Tom Hanks? I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, if that's a, that's just his thing. I want to crash weddings. Why not? I wish you would <laughs> crash a wedding. I do. Every time you know? I crashed a wedding, I was told to leave. Kylie Jenner said her son with Travis Scott is no longer named Wolf. Quote, we really just didn't feel like it was him. We just wanted to share because I keep seeing Wolf everywhere. But they won't say what they've named it again. How old is Wolf? Uh, Wolf is, uh, it's fairly new. I think Wolf is, uh... I mean, are we talking just like a couple weeks old? Uh... He hasn't responded to that name yet. You know what? I don't follow the Kardashians enough to know how many how, how old this kid is. Well, plus, really? Plus, Wolf is Eddie Van Halen's kid. Come well, on, man. Well, well, they already went through the whole, you know, at least the birth certificate process. You know how hard it is to go back and do that? I mean, I guess if you got billions of dollars, you can do whatever the hell you want pretty I suppose. easily. But still. Yeah, it must be tough uh, having a, a name that other people have. Right, Dave? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was my big mistake when I started radio is not giving myself a unique nickname like you. Backs. It's not a nickname. It's just a you know, part of the last name. That's yeah. A, you know, I, didn't, I didn't give it to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Nagel, and then somebody didn't like that, so we just dropped it altogether. You know, that's and now how we're we do only things. referring to you as Steve. That's right. That's smart. Samuel L. Jackson appeared on Sesame Street because you know why not? The guy who says "mother effer" as many times as he does should be allowed to be on Sesame Street. He had he had a little chat with Elmo. He was reunited with two old friends, a snake and a plane. And he was not happy about it. He was just joking, though. He wasn't really scared of the snake in the plane. See, I would have hooked Samuel L. Jackson up with the count. One. One mother effort. Yeah, right. Two. <laughs> All the way to Two mother efforts. <laughs> I don't think the count can count that high, though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of <laughs> mother efforts on that show. Uh, Christina Ricci is going to be in the new Adams Family Netflix series that Tim Burton is making called Wednesday. There's no word on her role, but she will not be playing an older version of Wednesday. She's probably going to be playing Morticia. She's 42 years old. I think there should be one on Thing. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh, By the way, it premieres on a Thursday, which I thought was kind of weird. What was? You, what did you say? I said there should instead of just focusing on Wednesday, there should yeah. be one all about Thing. Yeah, I don't know. You really only. Uh, well, no Thing. Which one was Thing now? The Hand. The, the Hand. hand. What, was the, what was the... Cousin It. Cousin It. That's what it was. Right. Well, there's already been an It, which is a Stephen King thing. Right, but there... Ha- full circle. But there has been The Thing. <laughs> yes. That's that, true. There has been The well, Thing. Well, maybe Lurch then. How, Lurch should have his own. He's never had a movie. Yes. Oh. All right. Well, I don't know. She's going to... I mean, she might be playing Morticia, mm-hmm. I think. All right. She kind I mean, she's 42 now. She kind of looked like Morticia as a young child playing Wednesday in the Addams Family movie. She's had a, a very uh, uh, an outstanding career. So I wonder if Angelica Houston's going to come back as the grandma 
Morticia. You know? uh, Raul Julie isn't. Why not? Because he's dead. Oh, come on. You can bring him. That's the whole part of the show. It's the Adams family. That's, That's true. what makes it weird and creepy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael Buble uh, shared his top 24 vocal performances of all time. His curated list includes Vision of Love by Mariah Carey, Lose Yourself by Eminem, and Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Zins. Wow. Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm so glad that Michael Buble is. Well, all of his musical uh, influences are right there. Can't be I guess. Huh? Here I was thinking it was pronounced Bubble. No, it's Buble. It's uh, it's crappy music for people who like crappy things. That's what Michael Buble <laughs> it's music is for people who don't like music. He's uh, he's one of the fun. It's not him. He's the not him. Josh Groban is the one that's uh, you know, he's got the, you know, the voice of an angel, if yeah, you will. Right. But yet he has these funny bits he does with Jimmy Kimmel on the show. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's got a great sense of humor, because I think he realizes that his music is trash. But I don't think Michael Buble does. No, I don't think he's aware of that. Still rolling around in that Foxwoods money, though. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Dot com. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102. We've got 38 degrees in East Long Meadow. Highs of about low 50s today. And the National Weather Service issuing a statement about an elevated fire hazard today. So be careful out there. It's kind of dry. The weather is brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road, Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxlandOnline.com. Here's your 102-second sports. The big news in football, Atlanta sending former BC star quarterback Matt Ryan to Indianapolis for a third-round pick. That seems like a pretty decent price. Ryan will be 37 next month, but still has lots left in the tank. Other football news, the Patriots hosting free agent quarterback Josh Dobbs for a tryout yesterday. He would be fourth on the depth chart at quarterback, but could be considered as a wide receiver option. Also, he majored in aerospace engineering at the University of Tennessee, where he posted a GPA of 4.0. Not too bad. Other football news, Urban Meyer's brief 13-game stint as head coach of the Jacksonville Jags, described as toxic. The Athletic reporting that Meyer belittled staff, made players cry, and wasn't aware of some of the best players in the NFL, like L.A. Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald and 49ers star Debo Samuel. Might want to pick up a roster or two there, Mr. Meyer. Hockey action, Bruins over the Canadians 3-2 in overtime on a Brad Marchand goal. And the NCAA tournament will feature UMass against Minnesota and AIC against Michigan. Basketball, Celtics star Grant Williams saying he wants his nickname to be Batman. And then he assigned Marvel characters to all of the Celtics. Like, for instance, Marcus Smart is now the Incredible Hulk. Jalen Brown is the Black Panther. Jason Tatum is Vision. Al Horford is Captain America. And Rob Williams is Thor, according to Grant Williams. Coming up next, in his view from the couch, Max will talk about the Celtics' four-game winning streak. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, with everything going on in the world, I don't expect that the NBA is a real high priority for any of you right now. I mean, the Russian invasion, rising inflation, supply chain issues, a global pandemic, March Madness, this whole Kanye, Pete Davidson mess. There's a lot going on right now. And as such, you're probably not even noticing that in spite of all the terrible things that are going on right now, 
that the Boston Celtics are on a four-game winning streak. Now, don't you feel better already? I sure do. Look at these indisputable statistics. Last night, the Celtics pounded the Oklahoma City Thunder in a high-scoring slugfest, 132-123. Jason Tatum, 36 points. Jalen Brown, 25. Even Grant Williams had 20 points and 10 rebounds. A hell of a game for the Celtics as they're now holding on to a four-game winning streak where they won all four of those games on the road. Now they're locked up in a two-way tie with Philadelphia to lead the Atlantic Division. They're in a three-way tie for second place in the conference with the Sixers and Milwaukee only trailing Miami by two and a half games with the eighth best record in the entire NBA, which as you can imagine is mostly dominated by teams in the Western Conference. They've got nine more games left in the regular season and five of those games are at home at the Garden. And all you care about is that it's costing you a few extra bucks at the pump to fill up your tank full of gas? Listen, times are tough. I'll grant you that. But the Celtics haven't looked this good since they were bounced out of the Eastern Conference Finals three years ago. And for all the horrifying calamities that are going around in the world, this is something to wrap your socially distanced arm around and finally embrace. Sure, there's a good chance the Celtics could easily collapse over the next nine games, but for right this very moment, it's one of the few things I'm still looking forward to. And if that means I'm going to get lost in a brief spasm of optimism, then bring it on! But hey, none of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. We talking paint? You want to talk to Josh at the Liberty Street Rockies or Caroline at the Agawam Rockies or Dina at the Island Pond Rockies? Got a painting project? You know where to go. Good people, paint people. And rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. So there's a, a high chance of fires occurring in the area, according to the National Weather Service, because of the dry conditions. So be careful out there. I know in the news we're going to get to some fires that occurred overnight. And uh, we also have a, a fiery crash that happened on Route 57 this morning in Agawam about 5 a.m. Here's what the 22 News crew saw. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, my God. You can see a charred overturned vehicle next to the Garden Street overpass on Route 57. It was crazy. That's least, a lot of that's a lot of detail. And there were state troopers, at least seven of them, at the scene of the crash around five a.m. Wow! Wow, uh, the seven of them. Seven. Jesus, I know. What's going on over there? Well, it's a fiery crash, so I'm sure it's pretty serious. Uh, hey, tomorrow we're gonna be talking to a Paul Kozub. Uh, he's back from the uh, Polish-Ukrainian border, and uh, you know we talked to him. Uh, last week or the week before? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, here's the guy, you know, going out there on his own expense. His uh, his distillery is two hours away from the border of uh, of uh, of the Ukraine. And uh, when we talked to him, he's doing. You know, he, the guy's giving out you know wads of cash to refugees who are coming in at a great clip to uh, into Poland. And you know, the stories that he was telling. And obviously, we didn't have a whole hell of a lot of time to talk to him. We could talk more about this tomorrow but the stories that he was telling were you know you're if you're in a situation where you are a refugee uh and i'm not talking about the tom petty refugee i'm talking about like i'm running from my life type of refugee and you're going into poland which probably wouldn't have been my first thought but it would have been you know a nice enough place to visit uh you're scared you're probably starving you're exhausted and there's paul Kozab handing you money mm-hmm. i gotta give that guy credit I'm not. I mean, you know, 
I'd like to say occasionally I would like to do something, uh, you know, charitable for people, but I'm not sure I would necessarily go across international borders to hand out cash. It's just not something I would even think about. Not that I, not that I see anything wrong with it or, you know, I would be opposed to it. It just wouldn't occur to me that I could do something like that. Right, but uh, it's also, it's you don't have the means to do that either. He has a distillery over there, so he has reason to go over there. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a, you don't own a distillery in Poland to to go help out. I got some Dunkin' Donut gift cards. Yeah, well, you can hand those out uh, down here on Sumner Avenue. There'd be uh, more people that would be willing to take but those. Those out. aren't refugees, or, Ukraine. or at least anymore. Well, they were <laughs> somewhere else. One, they may yeah. have been at one point. You yeah. know, in order to understand what they're going through, it kind of helps to put yourself in the same situation. Like, imagine if we had to flee and go across. Would we go to New Hampshire? Would we go to Vermont? Probably one of those states, right? I would probably go to Vermont. Mm-hmm. I got a place to stay. That's true. You you already a homestead I mean, up there. But think about that mm-hmm. for a minute. You know, we're all cushy, fat, and giggly in our own homes, right? You know, we the idea that something so horrific is going to force you from your home, right? It's a matter of life or death. You feel secure and safe in your own home, but now you're in a position where if you stay. You're likely to get killed, yeah. arrested, or arrested and killed. No specific order. Yes. But uh, to be forced into a situation where you're fleeing from your for your life, I can't even imagine it. And maybe it's part of the arrogance of being an American. Sure. Like you would never in a million years think that any of us would be refugees. No. But, you know, it could happen. Honestly, it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, it I, absolutely could. I, it's a frightening thought. I would go to New Hampshire where you live free or die. I, I would go there, I think. You'd go to Vermont. Where Where would you go, Steve? Uh, I wouldn't go to Vermont. No. No. Well, because Bax would be there. <laughs> so I would go. It's, it's a oh, big state. It can handle two of us. <laughs> I would go away from the danger, yes. wherever that is. Right. Canada. It's pretty safe in Canada. Yeah, but it's further. Right <laughs> all right, but let's play a long distance there. Plus, you'd have all the border patrol there. Yeah. Well, let's say, and this is hypothetically speaking, because mm-hmm. as you know, the Canadians are not necessarily known as being terribly aggressive unless right. they're on skates on hockey ice. Sure. But uh, let's just say Canada gets a real hair up their hair up their ass, and yeah. they want to invade the United States. Mm-hmm. You're not going to Canada. You got to go somewhere else. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's it's an unrealistic hypothetical. But let's just say it were to happen. Where do we go? What do you do? You know, the states you're talking about are no more safe than Massachusetts. What would it take for you to be for for you to say, I have to get out of this house now to save my life? I suppose I just think New Hampshire would be the first state to secede from the union and set itself up as a Switzerland Type of place, so that's where I would go right now if I had to. I they think. tried doing that like yeah. a couple of months ago, and yeah. it fell flat. Like there wasn't enough people to go. Yeah, we want to really do this. Secede from the union. It always does. It always falls flat. Uh, but there was something I was going to say. Oh, if I was going to flee, I'd flee to Palmer because <laughs> listen, any terrorist or you know dictator that goes there and goes, somebody already hit this. <laughs> Somebody destroyed already. Move on to Bondsville. <laughs> so yeah. you'd, you'd be safe because people think, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. they were already hit. Right. You know, the thing is, like, uh, your northern New England um, is where you go if you really want to take yourself off the grid. I mean, if you want to hide oh, yeah. somewhere, 
there are places where our camper is in, in, in Vermont where you could totally be never found again and live high on the and live comfortably. Yeah. But because I mean, they're a different breed up there. Mm-hmm. They, these are totally different types of people. But having said that, there's nowhere to go. I mean, really, there's there's really it's such a we're such a large country. I don't think we're all going to be uh, you know, storming the border of Mexico. Wouldn't that be ironic? Well, th- yeah, but <laughs> this is why. Well, that was the irony. What was that movie? Wasn't it the day after tomorrow mm-hmm. where they all flee to Mexico? Yeah. And then the president was like. Our neighbors in Mexico are taking us in, you know, because they all had to migrate because <laughs> the Ice Age came. Yes. Yeah. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way? I'm sure. Uh, I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I'm uh, sure they'd be more than happy to welcome 450 Americans across the border. Mm-hmm. 450, 450 million Americans across the border. Well, hey, uh, like I said, Palmer's the place to be. Yeah, well, I don't know. Somebody done already hit this bitch. <laughs> it's, I don't know, Steve. There are some nice areas of Palmer. It was wearing a sleeveless undershirt and holding a natty daddy. <laughs> so he so came just, in here and blew this whole place up. So just don't flee to the nice part of yeah, Palmer. Right. Flee to the broken down part of Palmer. That's you, Steve's point. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's a very solid point, <laughs> the, Steve. Wait, did you say the broken down yeah, part of yes, Palmer? Yes. <laughs> so you mean Palmer is what you mean, right? That was Steve, by the way. <laughs> you mean not yes. the new guy. The, the parts of Palmer yeah. that are not the two or three places <laughs> right. that I'm thinking of in my head. <laughs> the run down part. Yes. That's the funniest thing you've said in the last three weeks. <laughs> Thank you. It's 619 with back Steve and Dave at Rock 102. Every incredible meal requires a... Chris Robinson always sounding like he's giving birth. The Black Crows on Rock 102. Back Steve and Dave. Good morning. Hey, uh, later on this morning, we've got Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. He'll be uh, talking about cars and gas prices and uh, what have you. And also, uh, Anna Segan Nicolazzi. She is the host of True Conviction on Investigation Discovery and Discovery Plus. Uh, that series now uh, in its fourth season. So we'll be talking to her uh, after 8 o'clock. Sweet. And now it's time for today. I learned what I want to do. Today I learned that uh, smokers whose insula, that's part of your brain. The insula? The mm. insula. Wow. Whose insula got damaged after a stroke were able to quit smoking easily one day after the stroke with no relapse and urges, suggesting that that part of the brain might play a huge role in nicotine addiction. Wow. This actually happened to my mom. It was like a stroke was the best thing that ever happened to her. Well, yeah, sort of, in a way. <laughs> she stopped smoking. It was pretty amazing. I mean, she was a she was like a probably a pack and a half a day smoker for most of her life. And then, you know, back in 2018, she has this stroke. And then... Uh, and then that was, she never smoked again after that. She never even asked for one. It hmm. was, was kind of crazy how that works. My mom quit smoking cold turkey years ago, but she didn't have a stroke. So, yeah. I mean, it can be done, I guess, but that's good. You know, anyone, look, whatever Well, it she's takes. dead now, yeah. Dave. But, well, I mean, you but know. She, she added some years to her life, obviously. Well, you know, it, it's funny because I think that probably would have killed her before anything else would have. Sure. She might have suffered another stroke if she had continued smoking. Right. But it was like not even asking for one. It was just so weird to see somebody smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes a day for your entire life, and then uh, I just don't want one anymore. And then suddenly not get the itch to have to, to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. And, and huh. it, amazing how like her lungs almost regenerated themselves over the course of a year. 
She didn't have that nasty cough anymore. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Probably could taste food. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fingernails turned uh, a little bit less yeah. yellow. I mean, she thought it was 1967, but still, uh, you know. That... <laughs> For three years. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and that is Today I Learned with back Stephen Dave and Rock Coming up in the news, even though there's a lot of sympathy for Ukraine, not so much from one big rock star. We'll get to it next. Certified and fully insured, DLN. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Good things continuing to happen in Westfield. Donations to Ukrainians continuing to flood into the full gospel church as the Russian invasion nears the one-month mark and the humanitarian crisis worsens. Over the weekend, a near-constant stream of small cars, pickup trucks, and commercial trucks pulling into the full gospel church in Westfield and stopping there to unload boxes and bags of clothing, medical supplies, baby products, food, and other necessities for the folks of Ukraine. Now, on the other hand, as Russia's bombing of Ukraine continues, the front man for stained Springfield's own Aaron Lewis is on the offensive against Ukraine. At a solo show in Portsmouth, Ohio recently, Lewis weighed in on the invasion, slamming the country of Ukraine for their Mm. quote, and again, I'm quoting from Aaron Lewis, for Ukraine's quote, Money laundering systems, all of their everything, the way they get all their kickbacks and wash everything, unquote. He also added, it seems like nobody wants to hear the truth these days. They just want to put their masks on and walk around like effing zombies. That again, according to Aaron Lewis. Yeah, good for him. You know, uh, if you're a fan of Aaron Lewis, you probably know he's going to go down this road. Right. So it shouldn't surprise any of you people that love his music. Or love the guy. It's yeah. This isn't anything new. No, no. Well, he's got that new song that he released a couple of months ago. By the way, that's uh, you know clearly conservative, well, shall we say? Well, it's been a while. <laughs> I see what you did there. What? It's been a while. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, meantime, it's been a while since the St. Patrick's celebrations in Holyoke. Well, not that long. No, the, the hangovers are just starting to end. That's true. And the awards were announced yesterday. The 69th parade giving out awards for marching bands and musical acts and floats. 13 music and marching bands were honored. And as for the float award winners, prizes were given in various categories and themes from Irish to patriotic to religious. And the grand prize to Dr. Elmer J. Elmer J. Harrington Memorial Awards Salute to Sacrifice from the Springfield Lodge of Elks number 61. Congrats Sweet. to them. There you go. All right. We should all go to the Elks and celebrate. Yeah, let's go. Get some shots. Lots of shots. There you go. Just don't ride your dirt bikes. Roving gangs of dirt bikers riding illegally and recklessly through city streets on off-road vehicles have paid the price. Springfield police announcing yesterday, as a result of an operation over multiple days last week, officers arresting 10 people on reckless operation charges and seizing 14 motorcycles and off-road vehicles. One Springfield woman claiming the bikers had vandalized her car by breaking her windshield. You mentioned yesterday this uh, this video that was uh, distributed over the weekend. On Berkshire Avenue, there's like you know, 30, 40 kids on these dirt bikes. Right. Many of these are not road-worthy dirt bikes, you know, four-wheelers. Gotcha. That they shouldn't even be on. 
But you you look at this you know, collection of kids on these dirt bikes, and you're thinking, this is just Berkshire Avenue. Mm-hmm. What about all the other parts of town? Oh yeah, where these kids are at. I you're, mean, o- you're only seeing one video. I mean, oh. I watch these kids, whether it's on the dirt bikes or especially the kids on bicycles, and they're performing these yeah. you know death defying stunts on St. James Avenue, Boston Road, Main Street, uh, State Street. I mean, roads that. If you listen to your mother, you would never be riding down the middle of those streets. Well, the wheelies are very impressive. And no helmets. Right. Maybe they should have some sport, some sort of sporting venue where they can perform all these tricks. I, uh, you know, I read, uh, this is how old I'm getting now, I read the opinion column in, in the <laughs> newspaper the other morning. Congratulations. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody suggested that we, we build some sort of racetrack. Or like you were just saying, Dave, like some sort of place where they can go. Yeah. Uh, to, do. but the problem is, there's stolen bikes. You're not going to get people to to go to a place to legally enjoy their riding of their dirt bikes if you're riding an illegal dirt bike to begin with. Right. See, the, the illegal having the bike that is yeah. illegal is part of the thrill of riding an illegal dirt bike. Okay. And showing up at sanctioned events for your bike riding enjoyment takes the fun out of riding yeah. an illegal dirt bike. Absolutely. We've got a recall to tell you about. Wegmans, which is not nearby, but does exist in Massachusetts. And if you have relatives who are buying items at Wegmans, they should know about the pre-cut fruits. They've been recalled due to pot- potential uh, bacterial contamination with listeria. The recall affects only three states for Wegmans, New York, where the chain is based, Pennsylvania, and here in Massachusetts, mm. and only concerns certain types of fruits, like watermelon, pineapple, cantaloupe, and a melon trio from the company's so-called FYFGA brand, which stands for Food You Feel Good About. There are six Wegmans in Massachusetts. And none of them are near here. The right. closest <laughs> one is Northboro. Well, that's, I, and I agree, and I read this in MassLive.com, yeah. just to let you know. And I get, you know, look, there are people who are listening to us who have relatives and friends who might be affected by this recall. And I think it's responsible that we give it out. What's going on in Haverhill, Dave? No idea. Is there something? Did I miss something in Haverhill? <laughs> Is there anything? No, I don't know. I'm just saying we should. How are we doing in Seekonk? Yeah. yeah. Seekonk What's going stories? on? Yeah, Seekonk really could use a. Fall the... River. Again, yeah. <laughs> didn't see any contaminated food stories from those uh, places, guys. Oh, I don't know. I ate at a Chinese restaurant once at Seekonk, and I, I gotta tell you, it caused the problem. I, I stayed at the Seekonk Motor Lodge where they had uh, the bath mat was just a uh, placemat that had a pelican on it that said thank you. Seekonk or Swansea? I thought it was the, oh, is the Swansea motor in? Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Two different it? sides of Route 6. Yeah, but it's the same It's the same area, isn't it? <laughs> it's isn't like they're neighboring yeah. towns. Yeah. Wait, listen, wait, listen it, when one when one has no vacancies, you go to the, the next one. Listen, it was only $70 for the night. I really couldn't complain. And the phone was missing a six. <laughs> so then when, I, when there was no towels, I had to go down to the front desk. And I said, uh, hey, uh, I need some towels up there. And he goes, how come you didn't call? And I'm like, because the phone is missing a six. Like, I, And <laughs> you had to dial like 262 to get to the front desk. I don't know. Well, if I could save one person the horrible experience of having a health issue, 
I'm glad we did this story. Look at you saving lives. I wish we had a Wegmans around here. They make good sandwiches. Yeah, they make good everything. And uh, by the way, great employees. Employees very happy at Wegmans. One of those places that people love to work at. Let's hop in the station van and head all the way out to Natick. Yeah, let's do it. Just don't buy those fruits that I mentioned. You know what? It's probably quicker to go to Albany where there's another one (laughs) than there is to go to Northboro. Good point. So, Steve, you had mentioned the crash at 5 a.m. this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. We had some other bad issues yesterday. The National Weather Service had issued a warning for dry weather conditions that could be conducive to fires. There were three local fire stories last night, all occurring around 7 o'clock. A power line fire in East Hampton, a Chicopee fire at Holgate Avenue, and a car fire on 91 near Exit 3. And I don't know whether that's new Exit 3 or old Exit 3. Sorry. On 91? Yes. That would be, what is that, Longmeadow? Or what's the next one? No, exit three would be. Well, I don't know. There's no exit threes anymore. They've all been uh, changed to, to 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 reflect the mileage. Yeah, but if he's saying ninety one, exit three would be. That'd be the old exit three. No, is it the old exit three or the new exit three? <laughs> it's the old exit. Because there's no new exit three. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. It goes by mileage. So if you're going from the border of Connecticut, three miles in would be the, the three-mile exit. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. You know this whole numerical <laughs> switch has gotten what? me all bamboozled. Listen to you local experts over there. What town was this in? It didn't Did it say. say. No? It didn't say. All right. All right. Three fires. Again, dry weather. Be careful out there. We've got a bunch of spring break incidents to tell you about. At least 130 spring breakers have been charged over the last couple of weeks for drinking alcohol on the beaches of Panama City, Florida. And at least 10 spring breakers were injured in a shooting at a spring break party Saturday night at some place called The Space Dallas, a party venue in Dallas, Texas. Well, I'm glad to see we're getting back to normal. There you go. You know? Pandemic? What pandemic? Mm-hmm. We're all going to gather and shoot at each other during spring break. Sure. All right. If I may interrupt you for just a second, please. I've now got yeah. a ruling on which exit we're talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. Exit three. The new exit three is Route 5 north to 57 in Agawam. Yeah. That's the new one. That's okay. not Longmeadow. That's now the new exit one. Okay. Of course, it was the old exit one and uh, exit three is uh, 5 north to 57. Right, because it's three miles in from the border of Connecticut. Well, actually, it's 4.1 miles, but you, what are you going to do? Well, I noticed that with uh, Westfield. I think it's exit 41 now on the pike. Yes. And you're actually at mile like 42 or 43. Or maybe you're in between one of those. So it really doesn't actually match up with the actual mileage. Right. Kind of right around that area. All I know is I had to go uh, to take the Deerfield exit, which is normally a 24. Yeah. Not to go to Yankee Candle, but I had something else to do. Mm-hmm. And it's now exit 30, uh, exit 35. <laughs> I can't figure out the math. Yeah. You know how I am with numbers. I can't figure out well, the math that, in my head. That's the thing. It used to be easy. At least you could say, oh, it's exit 1, 2, 3, or 5, or even on the 91. 14 was the pike, I believe, and then you know 15 was the mall. Now it's all changed around. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a total mess. And here's something you don't hear about every day. A mom from Indiana says she went into labor with her daughter and her eye popped out during childbirth. Oh, jeez. Bet you didn't see that coming. Ha! 
She was given something called Pitocin, a synthetic hormone that helps stimulate a woman's uterus muscles and causes contractions. 23-year-old Bethany Collins saying after pushing real hard, she felt an intense pressure in her left eye. And by the time she was being stitched up down there, her eye started poking out more and more. The next day, an optometrist came to examine the eye and said he'd never seen anything like it before. It was protruding and bruised. Took a total of six weeks for her eye to return to normal. Damn. She tells her story in a TikTok post that has gone viral. In case you want to check it out, is it? Uh, did it make a like one of those sounds like an old car horn when her eyes got ring? Yeah. You know, she must look like like Popeye's face. Yeah. It should have for sure. <laughs> or Large Marge when she uh, told uh, Pee Wee to. It's you the tell worst. him Large Marge sent you, and then you know, she shows her face. It's it the worst delivery I'd I ever seen. seen. <laughs> Mid fifties for today. Dry conditions, elevated potential for fire hazards. Be careful out there. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, a thief in Miami may have broken some records. Details next on Rock 102. Hey, it's. Pe- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 649 and the Kinks. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, weather today is going to be, I'll tell you in one second, going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 46. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. And here we go. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. A thief in Miami went all Mission Impossible to break into a shoe store. He cut some holes in the roof, entered through the ceiling, climbed down along the wall, and once inside the shoe store, he stole 20 shoes. Problem is, they were all left-footed. Why would you steal 20 left-footed shoes? Probably because... Thank you for asking, by the way. It's not a problem. Probably because they had just one shoe of each pair on display, and those happened to be the left shoes. So, in a hurry, this Mission Impossible type of criminal just gathered them up and left. You know, you can't really do much with just one left shoe, unless, of course, you have no right foot. That's a good point. And maybe, you know, I don't know because he, this guy's still on the loose and they don't have a description of him. And the security cam footage wasn't real good. Uh, he did get away and police are still looking for him. The shop just wants their left footed shoes back. Was it a foot chase? I don't think it got to that point well, yet, but it, it might. He's just running around in circles at this point. Well, it's funny. See? <laughs> he ran only left two, left, two left feet. Yeah. Great minds think alike because yeah. last night on the Jimmy Fallon show. Officers were like, the suspect is 5'10", 200 pounds, and running in circles. Yeah. That's go. what I would have thought. Man, you, it's an easy joke. You could be riding on Fallon. No, I watched Fallon this morning, and that's why I like Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm kidding. I didn't. I don't know. Uh, four years ago, by the way, this has happened before. This is not the first time that one-sided no. shoes were stolen. No, there was a string of burglaries in Virginia where people, different people, were stealing right-footed shoes, and they have no explanation for that. Oh, maybe these two should meet up. Maybe, <laughs> but if you're if you're uh, if you've ever been inside a shoe store, mm-hmm. most people are aware that they don't really have both shoes on display. You have to go in the back, right? To steal, like, two shoes. Yeah, and don't the display shoes, aren't they attached 
by some sort of cord. Like I know when I walk into Dick's and the shoe display there, they're attached via some sort of. You walk into Dick's. Yeah, what's, what's going on over there? You should watch you where, where you're going. Watch where you step. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's a messy yeah, no, situation. In uh, in some shoe stores, uh, no, you don't have to do that. Okay, they, they're not uh, tied with a mm-hmm. with a rope to the wall. But uh, you know, I mean, if you really want to s- steal shoes for the purposes of selling them on the uh, the black market, right. you go in the back like everybody else does. That yeah. just makes sense. Pose as an employee and steal them yeah. from back there. The real, and then plus there's there's a nice probably uh, security emergency exit in the back room anyway. You can just leave that way. Yeah, he could have so. panicked and just grabbed whatever he saw right in front of him. That's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah. Stupid mass hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he he had a good idea at first, but got off on the wrong foot. Ah, bing, bazinga, bazinga, backs. I know. It's like one great. I'm thinking of the three of us. I'm thinking it's me and you. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling. I'm feeling it today. You could be writing for Fallon too. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm probably more of a Seth Meyers guy. <laughs> so, in other words, writing jokes for a show that no one watches. Uh, well, I'd be a Conan guy writing shows jokes for a show that no longer exists. How about that? Well, there you go. Uh-huh. You, you aim high. <laughs> Does anybody watch late night comedy these late night shows anymore? By the way, I think people who you know don't have to get up at three o'clock in the morning do. Right? You know, mm-hmm. we but just I'm hear a, the clips. The I'm next not day. even. Sh- I'm not even sure they do. With so many other options, who's watching these things okay. anymore? It's right. not not the days when like Johnny Carson was, right. was still on. We had to watch. Well, I think it's more of a a download thing. You know, a lot of those shows are digital. You you know, if you have like Xfinity, you can go back and watch those things on demand, like as soon as they air. Or you just go on YouTube and you watch the highlights. <laughs> you know, why why commit yourself to a full hour when you could probably watch the same highlight in three minutes? Which is why we have the podcast. Oh yeah, see what I did I there. Know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're doing. There you go. Well, go ahead. Oh, give, yeah. They're available the, now on, uh, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, mm-hmm. or directly from Mach102.com. Why? Does it know. get better when you listen to it the second time? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what percentage of people do you think listen a second time to this show or are listening the first time? Not, not, as, and, not and the as many old, as they used to. Yeah. Oh, will you stop? <laughs> well, there's confidence in our program. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Coming up next in the 102-second sports, there's a new dangerous health hazard for Major League Baseball players. We'll tell you all about it. Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is coming up on 7 a.m. And as for the weather, highs in the low to mid-50s today. Some dry conditions with elevated potential for fire hazards, according to the National Weather Service. And the weather is brought to you by Jay Smeagol Roofing. Visit jsmeagolroofing.com for more info. Here's your 102-second sports. Starting with hockey, Bruins over the Canadians last night in overtime on a Brad Marchand goal, final score 3-2. College hockey, UMass against Minnesota and AIC against Michigan in the upcoming NCAA Hockey Championships. In basketball last night, the Celtics beat Oklahoma City 132-123. And in Major League Baseball, a new dangerous health hazard. Players are getting sunburned because of their new caps. The mesh caps allow too much sun to get through. White Sox third baseman Jake Berger tweeting, quote, I've got a bone to pick with whoever designed these new spring training caps. Major League Baseball, obviously, with another problem on its hands. And in football news, 
The big news yesterday, Atlanta sending former BC star quarterback Matt Ryan, who'll be 37 next month, but has a lot left in the tank. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick. The Colts, in desperate need of a quarterback, may have found themselves one. And 77-year-old broadcaster Al Michaels agreeing to a three-year deal to call the NFL games for Amazon's Thursday night coverage. He'll be alongside Kirk Herbstreet. That's it for your 102-second sports coverage. Coming up next in his view from the couch, apparently there's a big development in the size of Kenny Pickett's hands. Bax has that next on Rock 102. Hey, Carla and Talia and Nico. In celebration of St. Patrick's Day, we're going to give you more green for your car. Lucky you! $2,000 more. This month, get $2,000 over Kelly Blue Book value for your car. It's simple. If Kelly Blue Book says your car's worth $8,000, Country Hyundai will give you $10,000. And we'll buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Visit CountryHyundai.com to buy online or come see us in Northampton. Country Hyundai. You're gonna love it here! See dealer for details. Top dollar. Great benefits. You'll get both when you join Lambert's Lawn Care and Tree Service. They need foremen, laborers, climbers, bucket operators, landscape construction, and more. There are aggressive pay scales for workers and lots of overtime, as well as paid vacations and profit sharing. These are year-round positions with 401k offered as well. If you've got a valid driver's license, apply on Indeed on Facebook at Lambert's Lawn Care and Tree Service, LambertLawnCare.com, or call to set up an interview at 860-502-5208. File in a way that fits you and get the refund you deserve, guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros can help you find thousands worth of new tax credits. Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't want to alarm anybody, but the NFL draft is just 36 days away from today. And while the New England Patriots won't be selecting anybody in the first round until the 21st pick, there'll be a lot of available young dudes will be heavily scrutinized until the very moment when Jacksonville makes their first pick. But who? Who will be the chosen ones when that happens? As you know, the league already held their combine. It's already been a bunch of gigantic trades and free agent signings. And the next round of business is when the offseason workouts begin on April 4th. But until then, we're talking about the draft. Now, a few weeks ago, during the combine, I mentioned that one of the top quarterback prospects, Kenny Pickett from Pick, from Pitt, uh, he's expected to be selected somewhere in the first round. Where's he going to wind up? I have no idea. All I can tell you is that at the time, what scouts were fixated on were not the 60-yard bombs he was throwing at the combine, but it was the fact that his hands were astonishingly small. So small that if he were to be selected, he would have the smallest hands of any quarterback current playing, currently playing in the NFL. Now, at the time, his hands measured 8 and 5 8 inches. Now, I don't know how they're measuring this exactly. All I know is that Kenny Pickett's hands were allegedly cause for concern. Well, I am delighted to inform you that during yesterday's Pro Day activities at Pittsburgh, Pickett's hands measured uh, a slight increase of an eighth of an inch. Now, I don't know if that was a matter of additional hand workouts, pliability stretching, gravity weights, or some form of mail-order flesh-swelling ointments, lubes, rubs, balms. But according to the tail of the tape, his hands would still be the smallest in the NFL, but larger than they expected to be. And we all know what they say about dudes with growing hands. They need bigger gloves. Listen, if a dude can throw heat-seeking missiles into the end zone for inside heavy coverage, 
I don't care how big his hands are. And if his hands are big enough to sign his, his name on a contract, that shouldn't be a concern for the team that's going to draft him. And yet, here we are talking about his hands like he didn't throw for over 4,000 yards and 42 touchdowns last season, even though he did with little tiny hands. But hey, the my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You get in the ladder, you, you paint your house. You don't want to get in that ladder for years to come. That's why you buy a good quality paint like Benjamin Moore. Lasts and lasts for a long, long time. There are cheaper paints, but who wants to go back in that ladder? I don't. Good people, rock solid service, and Benjamin Moore at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock at 707 and John Mellencamp on Rock 102. Yeah, be careful with the matches and the lighters today. Dry conditions, elevated potential for fire hazards, according to a statement from the National Weather Service. Highs in the low mid-50s today. It is always a pleasure to welcome back to the show Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going today? All right. You, sir, are a pain in my gas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Steve and I, I mean, I, I know I can only speak for myself, but uh, you know, actually all three of us have gas-guzzling SUVs that mm-hmm. we uh, we put on the road. I filled up my gas tank the other day. I was practically down to fumes, and uh, I paid $70 to, to fill up my car. I understand that we go through this from time to time, but we're now at like $4.50 per gallon. What What is going on with all of this? Well, um, it depends, I guess, who you talk to. Some people suggest that the uh, oil companies are just raising prices because they can. Uh, But, I mean, the gas prices are not uh, set. Uh, I mean, it has to do with OPEC. I mean, it's really complicated. Uh, It it does not necessarily have to do with who's in the White House. So let's kind of put that aside. But um, it it is a tough time to, to buy gasoline right now. Well, it's supply and demand was the initial thing, and then this uh, this Ukraine thing is just the topping, the icing on the cake. Yes, yes. Well, that that definitely has has uh, something to do with it. We do get some oil from from Russia, perhaps not as much as some people think, um, but but I mean, it, it is. Are you still there? Yeah, no, we're still no, here. We're, yeah. we're still here. Sorry, I heard a glitch. Um, um, the, the, the point is that, that people need to do what they can to improve the gas mileage with the cars they got. You talked about how much it costs for you to fill up your SUVs. Um, so, so the simple things that you can focus on to improve your fuel economy is check your air pressure and your tires. Uh, there's a little placard by the, the door jam on the driver's side that tells you the, the proper pounds per square inch that should be in your tires. Now, we're just coming out of the winter, and cold temperatures uh, tend to, to make your tires uh, fluctuate with, with air pressure. So if you put the proper air pressure in your tires, your tires are not working too hard. They're underinflated. There's, uh, there's much more um, rolling resistance built up. It builds up heat, it, and it decreases your fuel economy. Another thing you can do is try to lighten your vehicle. Let's say you're driving around with 25 years of your grandparents' National Geographic magazines. You're saying, I'm going to donate them to the library. I'm going to take them to the recycling center. You always forget. All that added weight, um, 
worsens your fuel economy. Uh, another thing to consider would just get, like, getting done with the ski season. Let's say you have roof racks. You got you got you're moving your 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 mountain bikes or your skis or even a, even a hitch mounted rack adds a lot of uh, aerodynamic drag to your car and that decreases your fuel economy. Uh, what, so, what about removing the, other passengers from the car? Could you do that? Could you like just leave them on the side of the road and go to the nearest gas station twenty five miles away? You know, I was just doing a TV interview the other morning with, with a number of female hosts, and they were suggesting in their lives they had a lot of dead weight. I just suggested huh. maybe stopping the car first. <laughs> Before you throw them out. Yeah. Uh, my, my son, Hyper Miles, so he, he only leaves like 20 bucks of gas really in the tank at any given time. Thus, to your point, making his car lighter. I don't know. If, I, I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. And my stepfather was a nuclear submarine captain. He knows about energy conservation. He claims that if he's at a stop sign or in a traffic jam for any more than ninety seconds, he turns the engine off. Right, and and that's a lot of modern cars have a start, an automatic start stop system. So you come to a stoplight, you put your foot on the brake, and you're sitting there. The, the engine automatically shuts down. Yes, that does save a little bit of gas. Uh, in in the past, with carbureted engines, it used to be that you needed a lot of gas to get the car going, and plus you didn't have a, a sophisticated electronic ignition system, so you didn't always know if your car was going to start, especially if you were driving like a Jaguar or, or an MG or something like that. Um, so yeah, if, if 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 you can, if your car's modern enough that it can restart without a problem, I can I can see that. Um, in terms of your 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 son's. Uh, bringing your gas da- tank down to near empty, um, th- that's a little risky just in terms of if, if, uh, if gas stations are having trouble getting supplies and you're always running around with almost no gas, probably better to at least have about a half a tank, especially if bad weather is coming in. And it used to be the myth that if your gas gets really low in the tank, that it's causing your fuel pump to work harder. I'm not sure if that's true or not anymore, but that, that kind of used to be the case. This is Mike Quincy for Consumer Reports. You know, we, we've we've talked about this before when when prices have escalated like they like they have, and you know we as a society are very reactive. So when the when when the prices go up, uh, typically we go out and buy smaller, more fuel efficient cars. The problem we have now is there are no smaller fuel efficient cars to buy. So. When you are trying to react to changes in the economy when it comes to transportation in your vehicle, we're in a very unique situation where, you know, the 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 obvious solution is not obviously found. Well, right. I mean, there there actually are some small fuel efficient cars that you can buy. The problem is that most Americans don't buy them. I mean, you can if if you're trying to get into like a a, a Prius right now, and I I guarantee over the years when the price of gas was really low and everyone wanted SUVs, I probably brought up you know what what are people going to do when the price of gas goes up? Um, but but there there are cars out there that aren't super popular that are available that are fuel efficient. Take for example. Um, a Nissan Altima. This is a really good car. Gets 31 miles per gallon overall in Consumer Reports mm-hmm. testing, um, and and they're not and they're they're available. 
so so you have to kind of shop around and you have to you have to you know open your mind to different options let's let's say you, you grew up in a family and you know all we do is buy hondas and i'm going to buy a honda accord but i can't find one well you know you got to you got to broaden your horizons a little bit consider a toyota camry consider a hyundai sonata consider um, a kia k5 or, or subaru legacy um, now as as you as you touched on the the supply of of new cars these days is is pretty tight but you're absolutely right when people 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 suddenly you know flock to to toyota to buy a prius when the price of gas goes up and the price of gas then goes down it's like i'm going back to my suburban well you know <laughs> i mean it it it, it you, you need to plan for a future where gas is going to be more expensive and still as much as we complain about gas prices here overseas gas is still way more expensive than it is in the united states uh do you see I, I just saw a commercial the other day i thought this was uh kind of cool uh hummer has just uh introduced something uh called the crab mode have you, have you right have, I, I don't know what you would do with it really i mean i don't, I don't know what pra- you know, practicality it has but have you guys had a chance to either test this or 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 look at this uh, we have, we haven't tested it, but but we know of it. And a crab mode is basically so you can get your truck to kind of move sideways. Uh, some people say it's an advantage when you're off roading and you're a tight situation. Others say you know if you're trying to get in, squeeze into a tight parking spot, the crab mode can help you there. I mean, I, I don't know if it, if it is immensely usable as much as it might be a party trick. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. I I think half the time car companies introduce new tech just because they can and not necessarily because it's what people are asking for that's crazy what about these uh ford f-150 lightnings how far can i go with one of these things mike well we we haven't gotten an, an f-150 lightning in our test program yet i mean ford just like everybody else is making a lot of noise about upcoming electric vehicles and you know the, the the so you know you have to you have to take the, the the range that the car companies are touting kind of with a grain of salt. We're we're not sure un- until until we actually see it. But but people are are already handing a lot of money over to Ford to get in line to buy one of these. I know that I am I've, I've put down a deposit on the all electric Chevrolet Silverado for the Consumer Reports test program. But we're not probably going to see that for like uh, maybe another year and a half. So you know we're going to see how these electric trucks kind of work out with with people. Whether they're just going to be kind of using it as day to day transportation, or they're actually going to be using it to to to, to as work vehicles or uh, or as tow vehicles. Because uh, the performance when you're towing with an all electric car is definitely going to be uh, compromised. Yeah, well, I was going to say I can't imagine it would have the same uh, oomph that a V8 or a V6. You know those. I have I have the EcoBoost on the on the F one fifty and that that works pretty damn good. But I can't I just I can't wrap my head around this electric thing. Well, if if you if you drive get us get it to a time to sample an all electric car. You talk about oomph. I mean, a hundred percent of the torque is available at, at zero RPM. In other words. You know, they, to get in the fat part of the engine's torque band, the, the engine has to rev up, and you have to be in different gears and all that stuff. Um, but but with with an electric car, you have absolutely ferocious acceleration. Acceleration I have never experienced before in any any vehicle uh, ever. The, the Teslas that I've driven, you know, just about make my brain hurt how fast they accelerate. <laughs> All right, but apart from the from the Teslas, I mean, if you're talking about the practicality, like what Steve is talking about, you, I would imagine you know that the pickup truck models of of uh, electric uh, you know, run uh, models 
are going to be the next big thing. But in practicality, I don't know if I'm a business owner, whether I'm going to go buy a whole fleet of these things, if I have to be charging these things every four hours because I'm, I'm using the hell out of its power. Yes. I mean, that, that is definitely the case. If you have a truck and it's filled with heavy tools or building supplies or you're pulling a trailer to a building site, <clears throat> then then that's going to be a, a, a different issue. And also, in the cold weather, the, um, the, the range, the driving range of electric vehicles uh, goes down uh, precipitously. And, and if you're running the heater, if you have heated seats or heated steering wheel, that also is drawing power. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see the applications of, of, uh, of businesses with, with electric vehicles, electric trucks going forward. Uh, you know, for some, the, the argument can be made of compressed natural gas. I mean, uh, the, the, the compressed natural gas or the hydrogen fuel cell vehicles are probably better for a, um, for a business. Uh, as opposed to the electrics, electrics, uh, electric vehicles are, are really good for for smaller, for, for somebody that's got a short commute. I mean, if if you're if you're you know living in 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 Springfield or, or, or East Long Meadow and you don't have a long drive to the studios or Rock 102, you know you, you can you can get by probably almost a whole week without having to recharge your car. Now, if you're going on a road trip, then that's a different issue. But for short commutes, electric vehicles make tons of sense for lots of people well i mean that's the i'm sorry that's the thing about the like if i take this thing on a vacation somewhere i'm gonna have to be able to find some place that has one of these charger things right yeah now that's it's it's not really practical at this point for for long distance driving the infrastructure the electrical infrastructure just isn't there it isn't you don't find uh, ev charging spots as as easily as you do gas stations so so i mean depending on on what your life is like you might just rent a gas-powered car to, to go on long trips because you're probably not going on them frequently. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough sell right now. If you, if, you, if you tell people, yeah, you need an electric vehicle for one thing and also a gas vehicle for another, and you're just a one-car family, that's, that's just not really, you know, people, it's not palatable. People can't pay for that. Plus, most electric cars are pretty expensive. I mean, the electric revolution is coming. It's not here yet. But mark my words, it's coming. Well, to your point, we did the story, I think, last week about an assisted living place here in Western Mass that took delivery of a car from Gary Rome so that they could help ferry their older citizens to and from grocery appointments and stuff like that. And they got funding for this from some state agency. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was affordable for them, and it will continue to be, I guess. So yeah, it, and and a lot of cars, a lot of electric cars qualify for a seventy five hundred dollar uh, federal tax rebate. Uh, some some electric models, like the the Chevrolet Bolt, uh, the the Nissan Leaf, they're they're not selling in great numbers, and so there might even be incentives. Uh, you know, as you know, remember when. <laughs> Car dealers used to offer incentives. Ah. You know, come here and we'll, we'll take money off. And, and now, nowadays, most cars, even with the Consumer Report test program, we're paying sticker or above to buy our test cars. And I've never seen anything like it. You can uh, check out Mike Quincy on Consumer Reports or on the car blog at ConsumerReports.org. Mike, it's good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Absolutely. It's 721. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Yeah, here we are. Back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Scorpions there. No hurricanes, but maybe fire hazards in the area. So be careful. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, host of uh, True Conviction.
on Investigation Discovery. Anna Sigan Nicolazzi will be joining us next hour. Anna Sigan Nicolazzi. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can also, that uh, show is uh, now in its fourth season. It's wow. also available to download and stream on uh, Discovery Plus. So she's coming up after 8 o'clock. Anna Sigan Nicolazzi. So it's another one of these examples of all, all this content available. Four years this show has been on. Yeah, right. Who knew? I know. I know. If, listen, if you like the true crime stuff. Yeah. Uh, Discovery Plus is a great one, great place to catch it all. Well, and hers is unique because it's from the prosecutor's perspective. Most of these crime stories are from the defense perspective. We watch a, we watch a ton of that stuff mm-hmm. at, at at home. Like uh, if there's if there's a Dateline and yep. it's not about crime, we don't want to watch it. Right. If it's a 2020 and it's not about crime, if someone getting killed, we don't want to watch it. Somebody's got an Italian name like what is it? Anasiga Nicolaz. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. I like you gotta, the, you, and you, I like the way you're moving your hands too, like uh, like you're really Italian. Well, you got to say it like it's like uh, when we when we were doing commercials for Mamma Mia in West Springfield. You can't just say Mamma Mia. You got to say Mamma Mia. Mia. Hey. Know, it's, it's just yeah. natural. Yeah. Flows, it flows better. You you're gotta absolutely say right. Mozzarella instead of mozzarella. Mozzarella. There you go. Yo, yeah. And, and, and you know, we'll ask her about her name when we have her on. I mean, it is an odd name. Listen to us, three non-Italian guys mm-hmm. speaking like we know what the hell we're talking about. And a single thing. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Just about 7.32. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering 1,400 hours off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Russia's bombing of Ukraine continues, and according to Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky, portions of Ukraine have been reduced to mere rubble at this point. And great humanitarian efforts continuing here in Westfield, for instance, the Full Gospel Church, continuing to take large amounts of donations of clothing, boxes, medical supplies, baby products, food, and other necessities. Just one of the examples of the generosity here in Western Mass toward the people of Ukraine. Closer to home, the ongoing trial, the 2015 off-duty police brawl outside Nathan Bill's pub, continuing with some commentary yesterday from Springfield Police Officer Jeffrey Bienvenue, who described the brawl as a, quote, rugby scrum, a pile-on, and a free-for-all that happened during his testimony in the ongoing trial yesterday. Bienvenue testifying under a grant of immunity from the state attorney general's office, protecting him from prosecution. He was among more than a dozen witnesses who took the witness stand on behalf of the government since the trial began March 14th. I thought there was nothing happened out there. Yeah, I thought, from what I understood, there was like absolutely no violence there at all, other than what was seen on that video. Well, when you get somebody testifying under a grant of immunity... You start getting a kernel of the truth emerging in court. Well, I don't know who this kernel is, but uh, I don't think he was involved. Meantime, yesterday we told you about the problems at Northampton High School. You know, because of the honors math program and the equity over that. Yep. And the fact that the students had walked out calling for the dismissal of the principal because the principal had referred to members of the student government as, quote, asshats after the group had expressed concerns about mm-hmm. the changes to the honors math program. Yeah. 
Well, following that res, uh, revelation, the district now planning to hire an independent investigator to probe the situation, and they will retain a former administrator as the new high school principal in an acting capacity at Northampton High School. This seems a little ridiculous. I mean, uh, shouldn't a principal have the right to uh, call somebody an asshat if, in fact, they're being an asshat? I don't know. Or is that considered one of those words that is a trigger now for people and you're not allowed to say things like that? Well, yeah, I can g- think of a lot worse things yes. to be called than an asshat. Yes. Well, give me five of them. Uh, pinhead. All right. Uh, zipper face. Okay. Uh, penis breath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, I don't know. There's uh, three. That's good. Like, well, I can't get too dirty. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I mean, I am kind of asking you to do something yeah. impossible. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like asshat to me doesn't seem like all that terrible. That's... I mean, there are there there are some things that you could call a guy yeah. uh, that would be far more hurtful. This is Northampton. They're a little more I, sensitive in Northampton. I understand, and I get that, and I'm more, and I am willing to uh, <laughs> to keep that in mind. But really, though, yes. I mean, of all the things right. that we could be calling you, uh, asshat should not be the thing that that has a guy lose his job over. Really, or in this case, a woman. It sounds like well, there was some right. th- some deeper issues with this principle. That, that this might have just been the thing that uh, pushed it over the edge, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where uh, did you get this uh, story out of Mass Life? Yes. Ah, well, that would uh, explain uh, all the lack of reporting. That's true. We'll never find out. <laughs> would explain the woeful lack of detail. A dangerous situation in Munson Monday night. A man fell down a cavernous well while hiking with a friend in the woods. It happened around Hovey Road. Police saying that the 32-year-old man fell into the small opening and dropped an estimated 30 to 50 feet. This is why I tell you there's nothing good that comes from hiking. Technical rescue crews arrived on the scene. They were able to extricate the man from the well just before 11 p.m. last night. Sent to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. That was like one of the first uh, things that I remember being like national news was when baby Jessica fell in mm-hmm. the well. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was a little kid, and I just remember like listening to the radio for the updates on whether or not they were getting baby Jessica out. Right. And that, that kid doesn't even remember all that stuff. Can you imagine that? What an ungrateful person she is. <laughs> Boy, she's got a lot of nerve. Well, I mean, uh, that's a pretty traumatic event. Do you mm-hmm. think you would remember that, whether you're a baby or not? Oh, I would think if I fell into a hole, yeah. uh, into a well, I'd be consumed with post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, and suppressed memories. Mm-hmm. And that's, as, But that's just me. It doesn't take a whole lot to put me over the edge. Well, as for that cavernous well in Munson, there are pictures and video of it, I believe, at 22 News and also at westernnews.com, and it's pretty... Cavernous. I mean, like maybe they should put some warning tape, or perhaps a sign there. It didn't look like there was any kind of warning there surrounding or like that we, well. Maybe like a screw top, so no one falls in there yeah. again. Sure, you know, a hatch or something like that. Oh well. Oh, I see. What you see you what did. I did there? That yeah. is a very subtle, hilarious yeah, bringing, joke. Bringing the A game this yes. morning. It's like that Fleetwood Mac song, by the way. Which one? Oh, oh wow. well. Oh, didn't even know that one existed. Pretty good song, actually. You know that song? We've played that song. We have? Mm-hmm. Yes. Any any good classic rock stations played that song? We don't play it enough because, uh, <laughs> well, well, it's coming up uh, 737. What do we got? Uh, Leonard Skinner coming up here uh, <laughs> Tuesday morning? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. maybe we could squeeze in Oh Well from Fleetwood Mac. We could. So recently we told you about that stuffed animal that had the ashes 
inside. Mary Mellinger Kirk has increased the reward for the return of that stuffed animal that contains a vial of her father's ashes. So initially it was like 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Now it's $350 thanks to donations from others who are willing to provide the money but still, as a reward. But still not found. Nothing. Huh. She originally posted on Facebook March 11th about that $50 reward for the stuffed orange tabby cat who was accidentally placed in a box of donations she gave to Savers in West Springfield. No, the husband gave it to Savers. Yeah, the husband accidentally gave it away. Right. More than 4,000 people have shared her post about the missing stuffed animal. We've talked about it a number of times on this show. Well, she called in. We had her on the show, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Still nothing. I can't believe it, uh, that no one can claim it. Right. Somebody must know about this, this well, stuffed animal. I think, uh, you know, what, what she was pointing out was that not everybody's on social media. There could be some elderly person who went in there saying, oh, I'm going to grab this little teddy bear for my uh, my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Buys the teddy bear, has no idea that it's got ashes in it, and uh, is not on Facebook or uh, Twitter. Mm. Or listening to this show. Right. Well, that's a possibility, too. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's more of a bigger possibility than people not being on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. More and more these days, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, Jack Adkins is the curator of the Tallahassee Automobile Museum, which features one-of-a-kind pieces of Americana, including a bunch of stuff from Springfield, like a 1947 Indian motorcycle, a few Smith & Wesson revolvers, some Spalding golf balls that were produced in Chicopee, and one of the few remaining Duryea cars, all at this Tallahassee Automobile Museum. Wow. That's cool. So you should put that on your list of tourist destinations. Do you ever, um, you know, they haven't had this one in a while since uh, Michael Kittredge sold the place, but Yankee Candle had that car museum up there. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go through there? No. It was freaking cool. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was yeah. really cool. I, you know, it, like I mean, if you if you like old cars, that uh, that used to be awesome. Of course, they've you know they've removed everything and they you know, expanded the mm-hmm. store. Uh, but oh my god, I mean they they had some really unbelievable vintage vehicles up there. They uh, what was I going to say about that? Uh, there's a lot of places that I haven't been to around here, even after living here for over 30 years. Right. Um, that was one of them. I don't even think they have that anymore, do they? The car museum? No, they don't. They they removed it and then expanded <laughs> like the uh, their home store. I've also never been to the Volleyball Hall of Fame. I don't think anyone has been to the volley the Volleyball oh, Hall of there's Fame. There's people that go there. That yeah. Holyoke? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the people who've been inducted. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've only I think the last time I was in the Basketball Hall of Fame, you know, to go into it was probably about 8 9 years ago. I got to go see my dad in the Basketball Hall of Fame, by the way. Your dad is in the Basketball Hall of Fame? He is. He won the. Should he be let out? Well, passed away years ago. Mm-hmm. Sadly, his body is still there. Maybe somebody's got to remove him. What, what did he? What was he on? What team was he on? The what, what 1956 New England High School Championship team from Roger Ludlow High School in Fairfield, Connecticut. They won the whole thing in Boston Garden. He was the MVP of the tournament. No kidding. Yeah. No way. So huh. their team picture is somewhere in the Hall of Fame. I've yet to see it. I got to go I'll check out damn. my dad. Yeah. Well, how, he. Uh, he wasn't really – was he that involved? Were you guys uh, close? Or were no, to, no. I, I yeah. met my dad when I was 16 years old. Oh. Yeah, he, he, he he was out of the family picture when I was one. Did you go, hey, <laughs> you look familiar. <laughs> you look just like me. <laughs> yes. It was kind of like that. 
Yeah. Did you get the, ever get those uh, cigarettes you went out for that day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting for that gallon of milk yeah. 16 years later. Yeah, my dad was a great guy and a great athlete, obviously, but uh, he had some demons. Had well, some demons. don't we all? Yes. Are, you are not one of the demons, are you? Hey. Yeah. I'm not, I'm Is that not what you meant? Like a spawn? Like he had you? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, you saw the 666 on your head, then Did, just said, I'm going to uh, go for a long walk. Have you noticed I don't show up in mirrors around here? We don't have saying. a lot of mirrors in no. here. No, we don't want to see ourselves. Nothing <laughs> we want to do is face ourselves. No reflections at all. And finally, a full set of teeth was left behind at a British restaurant. The Barclay Pizza and Prosecco restaurant in uh, England saying workers were cleaning up. They found a full set of dentures on the floor in the bar area of the eatery. The owner posting the photo to Facebook showing a bag an employee had labeled teeth. March 2022. Uh, has anyone claimed these Not teeth? Not yet. Really? Not yet. No one said, hey, where did I leave my teeth? You think, right? Maybe it's the same person who picked up a teddy bear at the uh, Savers over the weekend. Yeah, I know this is kind of weird, mm -hmm. but uh, you know what I've been noticing a lot lately on TikTok? Because you know, I, I, when I'm bored, I look at the TikToks. Uh, a lot of women with false teeth, mm -hmm. like a lot of them, and, and and not just a lot of them. Like they'll uh, they'll have pictures like before and after, like yeah. their their teeth are out, and then all of a sudden they 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 swipe the screen, the teeth are in, they're in makeup, their hair is done, and they're and they're beautiful. It's like. How many women do we know are walking around with false teeth? And you know, obviously, we don't. It's not our business to know. But for whatever reason, that's like a like a trending uh, thing on the TikToks. That's not the only thing false they've got. Well, there is that too, right? I like the chicks with no teeth. All right. <laughs> See where you're going with well, that. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Come here, gummy gammy. <laughs> Give me some of that. And now. <laughs> So two Springfield's classic rock at 7.52 in the Who on Rock 102. 35 in downtown Springfield right now. That's it. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Cut number one from Jimmy Fallon on his late night show last night. Using some actual news footage about the latest supply chain problems. A massive cargo ship is stuck in the mud off the coast of Maryland. The vessel called the Ever Forward grounded in the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, the Ever Forward got stuck. Which is why they're renaming it the Irony. There you go. I yeah. think Steve Nagel had that joke as well. No, I didn't have that. I was, uh, it was about the, the shoe. Yes, that's right. Right. The yes. guy the guy who bought a, stole a bunch of left shoes. Right. Uh, but just another problem with the supply chain issue. So, you know, whatever it is that's aboard that ship that's stuck in the Chesapeake in the mud, you're going to have to wait for it, I guess. All going to die. No, I don't think we're going to die. You're just going to have to wait. Yeah, I don't like waiting. You can die waiting. <laughs> I, sp yeah. I suppose what's, it, it depends on what you're waiting for. Yeah, right. it depends on what's aboard that ship, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And Kid Rock. Has a new album coming out, Bad Reputation. In fact, it was released digitally yesterday. Now, are we playing anything from Kid Rock or not? No. Not that I'm aware of. He was interviewed last night by Tucker Carlson. Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson wanted to know how he gets away with saying the stuff he does. Here's Kid Rock on that show last night. I am uncancelable. What's that? Because I don't give a <laughs> 
And I'm not in bed with any big corporate things at the end of the day. There's nobody I'm beholden to, no record companies, no corporate interests, no nothing. And you can't cancel me. You never see artists talk like that. They seem very easy to intimidate. At what point did you realize, like, you're just not going to be intimidated? Day one. Really? I think I crawled out of the womb with both middle fingers in the air. <laughs> Kid Rock on Tucker Carlson last night. Is that room, that delivery room smelled like a gin mill, too. <laughs> Well, like a like a like a sleazy nightclub, yeah. uh, gin and uh, stale cigarettes. Yeah, and that's uh, and, and yeah. that's the birthing area, yeah. and all kinds of like Marlboro smoke everywhere. I, I came out holding up two middle fingers, and then a big puff of smoke came behind me. <laughs> probably some sweat stains underneath his pits too yeah, that he doesn't probably. use deodorant uh, on. I don't think. I don't think he uses deodorant. I he, don't think he spends money on deodorant. That he's guy. a special kind of guy. I gotta believe that a guy is uptight and as uh, square as Tucker Carlson must have felt really good doing that interview. Mm-hmm. Well, real good. It was probably on Zoom, so he probably didn't have to be next to him. I would guess. Even still, just having that the conversation between two diametrically opposed individuals like that. Yeah. What's no it way. like being a dirtbag? <laughs> well, man, I'll tell you. I come out of the womb with two middle fingers. That's what I got right here. I was going to ask who's asking the question. <laughs> and uh, he didn't get to that question. At least we don't have audio of that question. You know, you know I got to tell you this story mm-hmm. because uh, there was years ago I, I worked in a, in, a, in a bar and, uh, you know, they would close the restaurant early because nobody was coming in. Right. But then they would like. You know, the owner would give out all these drinks to all his friends, right? And then uh, there's one lady. It was right around the time that that song came out, that the one that was sounds like Sweet Home Alabama, but it's oh, yeah, right. summertime, whatever the hell it's in the summertime. I don't know, whatever. The, all summer long. It's yeah, right. Also mashed up with uh, Warren yeah. Zevon. Yeah. And this uh, this lady would, uh, she was like, she had some ties to Michigan somehow, right? I think they were going there for like summer vacations or something. And uh, she would get like super drunk and go, Michigan! As soon as that, when when he would reference, uh, you know, summertime in northern Michigan in the song, yeah, like that was her, tr- that was like her white girl wasted trigger was like, yeah, Michigan! <laughs> I wish I had that sound clip when, uh, yeah. you know, I had uh, Michigan in the uh, in, in the brackets years ago too. You that would have been, been a great sound clip. Yeah, like Michigan! A drunk lady screaming out, Michigan. We're going to Michigan! Wasn't there a politician that screamed that, that stayed out too when he was going places and trying to drum yeah. up votes all I, across the country? I don't know. I've yeah, I've so. been to Michigan. It's nothing to scream about. Well, I don't know. Michigan, there's nice places and spots sure. in Michigan. Yes, I mean, of course, but nevertheless, I mean, I'm not going to be you know getting drunk and screaming its name. Mm-hmm. Michigan. They <laughs> <laughs> should just hire Steve Nagel to be their ambassador for tourism. Oh my God, we're going to Michigan. <laughs> Give me another bucket, Doc. I need one. I can hear people signing up right now yeah, for their trips yeah. this summer. Right. Coming up next in the 102 Second Sports, how bad exactly was Urban Meyer as an NFL coach? We'll tell you. Coming up next on Rock 102. 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102, and the weather today, highs in the low to mid-50s. Dry conditions, though, with an elevated potential for fire hazards, according to the National Weather Service. The weather is brought to you by Aquapump. An expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102 second sports on Rock 102. Starting with football. Big deal yesterday in the NFL. 
quarterbacks continue to be on the move. Atlanta's sending former BC star quarterback Matt Ryan, who will be 37 next month, to Indianapolis for a third-round pick from the Colts. Meantime, the Patriots hosting free agent quarterback Josh Dobbs for a tryout yesterday. He would be fourth on the depth chart for New England at quarterback, but could be considered as a wide receiver option. And it's possible he could provide a target for Mac Jones. He also majored in aerospace engineering at the University of Tennessee, where he posted a GPA of 4.0. He could be the first player that's smarter than Bill Belichick. Meantime, speaking of head coaches, Urban Meyer and his brief 13-game stint as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars this past season was described by multiple people as a toxic environment. The Athletic with an article yesterday saying that Meyer belittled staff and players and even made one player cry. Also, he was unfamiliar with some of the best players in the NFL. He didn't know who Aaron Donald was, the all-star Rams defensive tackle, nor was he aware of Debo Samuel, the all-pro wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Perhaps he better pick up a scouting report once in a while. Hockey, the Bruins beat the Canadians on a Brad Marchand goal in overtime. College hockey, UMass against Minnesota and AIC against Michigan in the upcoming NCAA tournament. And Grant Williams of the Celtics saying he wants his nickname to be Batman. And then he assigned Marvel characters to all of his Celtics teammates, including Marcus Smart, who he says should now be called the Incredible Hulk, Jalen Brown equals the Black Panther, Jason Tatum is Vision, Al Horford is Captain America, and Rob Williams is Thor, apparently, according to this chart. We'll have to wait and see. The Celtics on the court with a four-game winning streak. Bax will talk about that next, coming up in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. From the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, with everything going on in the world, I don't expect the NBA is a real high priority for any of you right now. The Russian invasion, the rising inflation, supply chain issues, global pandemics, March Madness, this whole Kanye Pete Davidson mess. There's a lot going on right now. And as such, you're probably not even noticing that in spite of all the terrible things that are going on right this very second, that the Boston Celtics are on a four-game winning streak. Now, see? Don't you feel better already? I sure do. Look at these indisputable statistics. Last night, the Celtics pounded the Oklahoma City Thunder in a high-scoring slugfest, 132-123. to 123. Jason Tatum, 36 points. Jalen Brown, 25. Grant Williams, 20 points and 10 rebounds. A hell of a game for the Celtics as they're now holding on to a four-game winning streak where they've won all four of those games on the road. They're now locked up in a two-way tie with Philadelphia to lead the Atlantic Division. They're in a three-way tie for second-best record in the conference with the Sixers and Milwaukee only trailing Miami by two and a half games with the eighth-best record of the entire NBA, which, as you know, mostly dominated by teams in the Western Conference. They've got nine more games in the regular season, and five of those games are at home at the Garden. And all you care about is that it's costing you a few extra bucks at the pump to fill you up your tank of gas? Listen, times are tough. I'll grant you that. But the Celtics haven't looked this good since they were bounced out of the Eastern Conference Finals three years ago. And for all of the horrifying calamities that are going around, this is something to wrap your socially distanced arms around and finally embrace. Sure, there's a good chance a Celtics season could be a total collapse over the next nine games, but for the but for right to this very moment, it's one of the few things I'm still looking forward to. And if that means I'm going to get lost in a brief spasm of optimism, then bring it on. 
But hey, never mind. Yapping Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You're talking about paint? You need to talk to Josh of the Liberty Street Rockies or Caroline of the Agawam Rockies or Dina on the, at the Island Pond Store. Got a painting project? You know where to go. Good people, paint people. And rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Billy Idol with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Welcome the star of True Conviction on Investigation Discovery and Discovery Plus. Hi, good morning. It's Anna Seeger. Yeah. Hi, Anna. How you doing? It's back Stephen Dave. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? All right. Uh, very good. Now, you introduced yourself as Anna Siga, but we see Anna Siga Nicolazzi there. What's what's the deal there? Anna Siga is my first name. It's long. People often think it's Siga Nicolazzi, my last name, but my mom is Icelandic, and believe it or not, that is quite a common name, but in the country of Iceland. You know, our company is Icelandic. The radio broadcast company that we work for is called Saga Communications. Ah, Saga, I know it well because there's lots of things in Iceland named Saga. Oh, yeah. that makes me extra happy to appear here. It's a very <laughs> small country, so I'm always happy to see where they've expanded. There you have it. So the uh, the show is back up for a fourth season. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here talking about it. So you started off as a, as a, as a prosecutor. Tell me about how uh, you went from from doing that to all of a sudden now you're you're hosting stuff on uh, on Discovery. I was a prosecutor in New York City in Brooklyn for 21 years, 16 in homicide, and I left in 2017 and quite honestly I thought I would retire as a prosecutor, but I think I just started to get very mentally tired of the work, but every case deserves 110%. And one thing really led to the other with my cases being featured that I was talking about in the media then being in New York City, there's networks there, so I talked about other cases in the media. And I was like, you know what, this is kind of fun. But as prosecutors, we're more comfortable asking the questions than answering them. So I got very fortunate that investigation and I, Discovery and I, we were able to work out together with my producer that this would be the show. You know, there's obviously a lot of true crime content out there, but not from the prosecutor's perspective. And since that's what I know, that's what they let us do. And as for your name, now you introduced yourself as Anna Siga, but we see Anna Siga Nicolazzi there. What's what's the deal there? Anna Siga's... Anna Sieg is my first name. It's long. People often think it's Sieg Nicolazzi, my last name, but my mom is Icelandic. And believe it or not, that is quite a common name, but in the country of Iceland. You know, our company is Icelandic. The radio broadcast company that we work for is called Saga Communications. Ah, Saga. I know it well because there's lots of things in Iceland named Saga. Oh, yeah. that makes me extra happy to appear here. It's a very <laughs> small country, so I'm always happy to see where they've expanded. There you have it. <laughs> but as far as uh, the show goes, I know uh, like this week's episode called The uh, the Final Heartbeat uh, about Michaela McVilla. Tell us about, uh, about that case. So it's a young woman that goes missing, and since you know it's a case about homicide, that's unfortunately what happens. But it really starts to show you some how technology is playing in, including a piece that I had never come across, which, and I've seen a lot, and I will just give you this, is that it has to do with a Fitbit, that thing you wear on your wrist, mm-hmm. and not in a way that you might expect. It was incredible evidence in that case, which... You know, I always talk about that it does, there's always something new in every case, and that was it for me in this one. You know, you, you bring up the technology piece to that. That's uh, pretty interesting. But there's got to be criminals out there who just make it too easy. Like, uh, you just go into their Google search history and they're like, how to murder somebody or how to stab somebody with a knife. You know, I mean, it just <laughs> it must be not, not that any of it is funny, the violent part, but the, the it's funny that people can be so... Uh, clueless as to it's unreal. Not- or take a 
yeah. picture of themselves with the gun, you yeah. know, that, you know, that <laughs> yeah. they used. That happens, you know, or looks up how to poison someone but make it seem natural. That happens. <laughs> um, and again, like you said, like it's not to make light of it, but it's, and, and I'm so thankful that they do it. You mm-hmm. know, at least let the investigators not have such a difficult time on some of them because some, as you know, are quite the opposite and take, you know, years, if not decades to solve. But I'm a believer that there's always that piece of evidence out there. You know, sometimes it's easy, like we just said, the ones that don't realize what they're giving us with you know, just this ridiculous sense of uh, whatever they invincible being invincible. But, you know, people just shouldn't give up hope because I do believe in every case there's something out there. And sometimes it just takes a long, long time for it to come forward. This is uh, Anna Sigan Nicolazzi from uh, True uh, True, uh, True Conviction from an investigative discovery. You know, uh, it's every time I watch, you know, shows on uh, on the network or, you know, true crime stories or, or, or whatever, it's just it's amazing to me how you know, how far we've come when it comes to DNA evidence and you know how you, regularly available it is to everybody that uh, you you almost wonder well how does a criminal ever get to the point where they think they can get away with anything because the DNA evidence has a tendency to you know convict nearly anyone who commits a crime it's gotten that you know sophisticated I just, I really think it's the sense that that person or people are smarter than everyone else. It's that sense that they have, or it's the type of crime that, you know, just rage takes over, spur of the moment, whatever, and they don't think it out, but they try to cover it up quickly afterwards. But it is amazing. I mean, I also think about even more amazing than the technology is that they kept it, you know, 30, 40 years ago that they kept these samples. And now because of how accurate DNA is that we can go back and pull those samples and solve crimes now with that same evidence. Despite what Bax just said and the odds against pulling off a crime, what are the percentages for crimes that are not solved? Gosh, um, I don't know that we even have that type of an accurate number, but I think it's way, way too many. And this is a pure guess because I really haven't even looked at the numbers lately, but I would say probably at least 25%, at least. Um, Mm. Now, the ones that are not solved doesn't mean that there isn't a good idea who did it. Probably in half of those they do, but they just don't have the evidence. You can't walk into court and say, "I, I know it's this person. Well, that's not enough, nor should it be. And it's just waiting for that evidence very often to come forward. You know, with the you know with the advancement of technology and and, and many people seemingly uh, getting together on their own accord and and trying to solve crimes like like the internet sleuths that they're called and they try to look at videos and they try to have any of that has any of that ever been helpful to investigators when somebody makes their own assumption about what happened and tries to gather their own evidence online uh, it just seems almost kind of silly for people to do that it makes it very messy yeah because you i mean there are things that law enforcement is aware of that the average person isn't aware of like there might be more information that you cannot release as a prosecutor or as an investigator that this person might not know so they're giving you information that you probably already know it's an interesting conversation that we have internally all the time because it's like, yes, if someone can find a piece of evidence that we don't have, of course you want that for the family to solve the case. But so often we're always holding back things and purposely because you otherwise the argument is, well, that was out in the media. Everyone knew that. So how do you know that isn't someone just mimicking what they heard or saw? But you end up with a lot of people doing this, you know, like you talk about Internet sleuthing and one sometimes putting themselves at risk you know, by doing that and not realizing, or an investigation, because now there is something being done that investigators are being very 
purposeful or methodical about holding off for a reason. So, you know, I get it. And I, we certainly will always take any bit of information someone has if it's going to help the case. But it gets a bit tricky and complex when people that aren't, don't know all the facts start jumping the gun with assumptions, now, apparently on the Internet. Now, when you can't find the answer to anything, is Dog the Bounty Hunter the guy you call <laughs> to come in to solve all your problems? Am I allowed to say no comment? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would say, say that. Say no yeah, comment. absolutely. Yeah. Or you could tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> sure can I'm make sure. leave it right there. There you I'm go. Leave it right there. If you yeah. don't have something good to say, don't say anything. At there all. you go. True conviction airs Tuesday nights, ten o'clock, uh, and investigation discovery, and also on Discovery Plus. Anna Sig and Nicolazzi. Best of luck with the show, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Take Thank care. You. It's back, Steve and Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. This spring, Rock One Hundred Two celebrates an icon. Aerosmith on Rock One Hundred Two with back, Steve and Dave. Uh, hey, just a real quick thing about the uh, the the uh, the podcast. You missed any part of uh, today's show or any show uh, this week? Check out the uh, the podcast on rock102.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Baxi's musical podcast this week. Another look at Baxi's enormous record collection. We're gonna look at the album uh, "Come On to My House" from 1974 by the band Sparks. Sparks is coming to Boston next week on the 30th. Uh, I'm going to that show. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, they've been around for 50 years. They got 25, 26 records, mm-hmm. and most people have never even heard of them. I, I haven't. But uh, you can check out their. Uh, it's actually a really, really good uh, documentary called "The Sparks Brothers" on Netflix. Where are they from? From California, mm-hmm. but uh, it's two brothers, and it's an enormous and very influential body of work. All right. Next week, uh, I'm just going to promote this early because he's also doing a show. I'm going to be uh, talking to a former Genesis guitar player, Steve Hackett. He's nice. going to be at the Webster Theater in Boston on April 2nd. That ticket, Those tickets are on sale now, but they ain't going to last. So uh, that's why I want to mention it now. But you'll hear that starting on Monday morning right here on rock102.com. Sweet. Coming up next in the news, stained frontman Aaron Lewis is creating a ruckus once again. We'll have details of that straight ahead on Rock 102. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield to serviewlocksmith.com. Billy, uh, it's time for news. Here's uh, Dave Coombs. So uh, one of the headlines was from the National Weather Service about the dry conditions here in Western Mass and the elevated potential for fire hazards. We had three fire incidents recently. Yesterday, uh, around 7 o'clock at night, one of them, a power line fire in East Hampton, another a Chicopee fire at Holgate Avenue, and a car fire on 91 near Exit 3. And Again. another car fire on 57 in Agawam this morning. Damn! Can we please stop uh, lighting cars on fire? I don't think they're actually lighting them on fire. One was a fiery crash. Uh, the other one last night was, uh, you know, we had this argument about where Exit 3 was. Right. That's the Long Meadow exit, I believe. To go to Route 5 or something mm-hmm. like that? Isn't that the one? Not yes. the Long Meadow one. So it's Route 5 to Agawam. Right. Forest Park, uh, that yes. kind of thing. All right. And then uh, that cause is still under investigation, but uh, they arrived and the cr- and the f- car was on fire. And, and the power line fire in East Hampton may very well have been linked to the weather conditions we were talking about. Yeah. Dry conditions, um, all sorts of hazards. A lot of that- wind last night, yes, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was annoying to me yesterday, trying to like go out and clean up leaves. And then all of a sudden, the wind started picking up around, I don't know, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, uh, where did this wind come from? Hey, blowing my stuff back all over my yard. I'll be honest. I really didn't uh, clean up the leaves since the fall. 
Yeah, but it's nice out. This yeah, is the time you need to get out there and do that. No, it's not. Yes, it is. All. That requires being close to uh, the outdoors and nature. No way. Mm. No thank you. Well, this is what brings the gangs of dirt bikers out, the nice weather. Of course, riding illegally and recklessly through city streets, not a good idea. And some of those dirt bikers and motorcyclists with off-road vehicles have paid the price. Springfield police announcing yesterday as a result of an operation over multiple days last week, they arrested 10 people on reckless operation charges and seized 14 motorcycles and off-road vehicles. They had a woman uh, they interviewed on Western Mass News who got surrounded by a group of dirt bike riders uh, last week. Remember we uh, talked about this last July when that uh, that guy got beat up at the at the X at the X. Yeah, yeah. And well, this lady uh, she said uh, this happened last Wednesday night just before 10 p.m. I guess she was on State Street between the KFC and the Pride Station when the group suddenly made their move. Twenty to thirty of them. Uh, and they each got on, they got on each side of the car, so left, right, front, back, and I'm not sure what they hit it with, but it was hard enough to dent the whole back in and completely take out the window. That's got to be scary. Come yeah, on. I did that story by the way yeah. in the six o'clock hour this morning, and right. yes, her windshield was broken by these. Yeah, this is probably vandals. the same group of uh, of uh, lawless uh, young citizens mm-hmm. that was on Berkshire Avenue the other day. Right, roving gangs, I believe Dave described them as. Uh, again, just quoting. That's I'm just I'm just the messenger here. That okay? sounds like uh, no, I wasn't making fun of <laughs> no, you. No, I know. I, I know. I, that was uh, that's. That's like kind of like the 1970s style of uh, writing news to scare people. Roving gangs of uneducated youths riding on dirt bikes throughout the city of Springfield. I miss those days. It's kind of like the, the movie The Warriors. Pieces of the dirt bikes strewn out across the road. You know, uh, we've talked a lot about the dirt bikes, but, you know, it, it, the, the city doesn't really want to address the fact that the bigger problem are bicyclists. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just as many kids popping wheelies in the middle of a busy city street as there are dirt bikes. I mean, I see more of that than I see of the dirt bikes. You know what the funny thing is? We've been bitching all these years about having kids making sure they get outside more, and now they're outside more, and we're like, get back inside! We don't want you out here <laughs> on the too street. dangerous! Yeah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Gotta follow the rules. Yeah, why do you go outside and play, but don't leave the property and don't touch anything, and That's don't right. talk to strangers, and whatever you do, don't smoke the cigarettes. And no wheelies. You know, when I was a kid, I had a I had a bike mm-hmm. with a banana seat. So did I. And the uh, you know the high handlebars. So did I. The kind of bike that today mm-hmm. you would do nothing but wheelies. Right. I, I, I could never really pop a wheelie more than two or three inches. And I don't know if it was because I was a tubby little kid in my uh, in my husky tough skins or what it was. So the weight issues maybe well, kept the front wheel down on the ground. Maybe, but I, ne- I never had the center of gravity or the sense of balance I, to pull off any of those cool tricks. I was a tubby little kid and I was able to do it. It was just more about learning how to balance it on one wheel. Right. Going up. We, we would just do that, but we wouldn't do it in the middle of the street either. We'd go to like a park or a playground. Yeah. Do it where you're not going to be in anybody's way. Popped a wheelie one time on that bike that you're describing, Bax, that I had when I was about 11 years old, and we used a little bump in the roadway sure. to, you know, alleviate, you know, to help with the process of popping the wheelie there. But instead, of, in this case, instead of my front wheel going up, my back wheel went up. Oh, oh yeah. I went head first, 
again, pre-helmets, by the way. Sure. Head first into the pavement. Hmm. Came up bleeding all over the place with a big flap of skin hanging down from my eyebrow. And my friend Dave Baker looked at me and started crying. That's when I knew I was in trouble. He was crying? He was crying. Um, then I started crying and I ran to the neighbor's, little, neighbor's house. Bled all over their kitchen, by the way. What a little baby. <laughs> yeah, you're the kid with a gaping flesh wound on your head. You got right? a head wound. Well, I was, he's crying? Hey, I started crying after he was crying because probably I was looking at him and his horrified face. Yeah, but he cried first. I know. What's, what it, the whole pecking order of who cries first and when has been completely tossed aside. You're right. Hey, what can I say? And again, I apologize to whoever the neighbor was whose kitchen I bled all over on that incident before I could make it home to you then bleed all over my house. You don't need to apologize. You, you Here you are with a potential uh, you know, traumatic brain injury. Mm, yeah. You've got nothing to apologize for. Well, isn't it amazing with all the helmets and all the safety issues that I, I, I've turned out, well, sort of fine. Even yeah, after you, that incident. But you had a, a, a bike accident not that long ago. Yes. Dan Williams had a bike accident a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, bicycles and the outdoors are dangerous things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it. It's also dangerous to be out on spring break. 130 spring breakers have been charged over the last two weeks for drinking alcohol in Panama City, Florida. And in another incident, at least 10 spring breakers in Texas were injured during a shooting at a spring break party Saturday night at the Space Dallas, which is a party venue in Dallas, Texas. Who knew that Dallas was a a venue for spring breakers these days? By no, the way. there's. I mean, there's some areas of uh, of South Texas that have always been uh, yeah good for Corpus for, Christi on the yeah, coast, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, was it South Padre Island? It's I another think, good one, right? Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of these cities like Dallas probably has a major inter- downtown entertainment district mm-hmm. that probably loves when these kids get out of school. Sure. And, uh, you know, with the cost of traveling, you probably get a lot of kids from the college just sticking around, uh, hanging down, you know. You know, in, in, in five and a half years in college, I never went away for spring break. I knew a bunch of kids that did. A lot of kids did. I just never had the yeah. nerve to ask my parents, hey, mom, hey, dad, could I borrow $1,000 uh, or so to do a bunch of binge drinking in Florida? When I'm doing binge drinking in Milwaukee for virtually no more than you're paying for tuition, we lived in Fort Lauderdale. Oh Jesus! From, from age from age twenty, or excuse me, age ten to twenty. Oh man! So all of my buddies, God. like built in. Hey, let's go to Coombs's house. I got to tell you, I, I never went, and I and I knew all kinds of you know kids that would go, and mm-hmm. they'd say, "Oh, we had so much fun." And what did you do during spring break? <sighs> Stuck around the dorm with my with nothing to do, right? No one to hang out with. Yeah, a sad, lonely boy. It was. It was a very yeah. sad, lonely, dejected middle class family. I had a, a bad spring break injury while on spring break with my buddies where I lived in Fort Lauderdale. I took them all to the water park. Another gaping flesh wound. Well, yes, actually two of them. So going down the water slide, I was scared of high speeds. And I reached my arms over the edge yeah. of the water slide and tried to slow myself down by holding on to the edge of the water slide, which is very sharp, I found out. <laughs> Sliced my fingers on both hands to yeah, bits. I believe that's made of fiberglass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did, did you and your buddy cry when you got down to the bottom? <laughs> no, because, you know, there's cold water involved there. So, you know, you get the first aid place there. And alcohol, right? There was alcohol. Well, there you so go. I was, I was a little numb, I was a little numb yeah, to begin yeah. with, right? You don't realize you're... Uh, I got drunk uh, when I was 
It was like a graduation party I was at, and I was smoking. I remember this uh, this dad had, uh, that was hosting the party for mm-hmm. underage kids <laughs> handed out cigars to all of us. Oh, that's and, uh, responsible. I was smoking this cigar, and a piece of the hot ash went on my thumb, and I just kind of like looked at it for a little while as it burned my skin, and then went, "Ow, that hurt!" And then the next day there was a giant blister there. It was like a second degree burn. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a hell of a story, Steve. Well, you like get numbed up. You don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. anymore. I got right. that, but it's not like you sliced your hands off on the side of a of a of a, of a <laughs> water slide. <laughs> well, not off, as you see. I still have my hands, but it was pretty bad. I'll say that. Yeah, I never, I never had the chance to hurt myself during spring break. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you would. Lots done, of regrets. You would have done just fine. Bass. Lots of regrets. So as the Russia bombing of Ukraine continues, stained. Frontman, rock and roller Aaron Lewis from Springfield is also on the offensive. And you know what? The clip we played about Kid Rock may apply to Aaron Lewis. I think I crawled out of the womb with both middle fingers in the air. <laughs> so that's what he's doing toward Ukraine right now. That that was Kid Rock. I just said, if you listen, oh, I yeah. said the clip we played about Kid Rock. Oh, I just, I was wondering why we were playing it also, again. Well, I said I explained it. it would also apply to Aaron Lewis here. Yeah. You know, uh, remember a couple of years ago when uh, Aaron Lewis sang the national anthem? I don't know if it was like a World Series yes. or something like that, and he completely butchered it accidentally, mm-hmm. like he uh, messed up all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we were going to do our live show, and uh, and we invited him to sing the national anthem and get, and get it right yeah. you know, in front of his uh, hometown crowd. Sure. Dude never responded. Well, he doesn't care. I, I wouldn't uh, waste our, waste my time with gave us him anyway. An op- gave him a golden opportunity to, to uh, you know make things right. Well, the story about Aaron Lewis that makes him Kid Rock-esque, from a solo show in Portsmouth, Ohio recently, he weighed in on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, slamming Ukraine for, quote, and I'm quoting from Aaron Lewis, their money laundering systems, all of their everything, the way that they get all their kickbacks and they wash everything, end quote. He also added... It's, and I, again, I'm quoting from Aaron Lewis. It seems like nobody wants to hear the truth these days. They just want to put their masks on and walk around like effing zombies, end quote from Aaron Lewis. Or maybe they've just spent a lot of money on tickets to hear you sing songs. How did he tie all that stuff into one thing? The masks and the and then Ukraine. Like It's kind of like a, an ADD Aaron Lewis show. Yeah. You're, like implying you're just there's going some, all over the place. You're implying there's some reasoning involved, Steve. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know about you, and I don't mean to make this sound uh, you know, cynical in any way, mm-hmm. but have you ever noticed that there are some times when rock star philosophy just falls flat? Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I remember being at, at an REO Speedwagon show back mm-hmm. in the 80s, mm-hmm. early 80s. I'm at an REO Speedwagon show, and Kevin Cronin is on stage, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to enlighten the 23,000 people here at the Providence Civic Center, and here's what I'm going to say. If you want to do anything you want to do, then all you have to do to do it is just say, I'm going to do it. And you just keep doing it. And while you're doing it, keep pushing. And I was like, wow, what a genius. Profound. <laughs> How profound the words well, of genius of Kevin Cronin. And he was not the only one who would do that. It's You have to separate the art from the artist. You know, there's a lot of people who like Aaron Lewis for his uh, for his music. Right. But there's a lot of people who don't like Aaron Lewis because of his views. I really don't think that your concert should be like a political rally. 
Like I, I like that should be just kept out of it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's not what people are buying the ticket for. They're buying a ticket to hear you fart into a microphone and uh, you make a platinum album. That's exactly true. Yeah. I don't I don't need to be enlightened by anybody. Well, it's kind of like when basketball stars like LeBron James suddenly get on a political soapbox and start making making statements there. Yeah, no, I, well that's uh, that one makes sense. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Right. Politics no is like the last thing I want to talk about. Especially while listening to Aaron Lewis. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> or Kid Rock. Back to the National Weather Service and their warning about dry conditions and the potential for fire hazards. Be careful out there. We've got highs in the low to mid-50s for today with lots of sunshine. So we got that going for us, which is nice on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and David Bowie on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 45. It's 36 in downtown Springfield. So a woman is suing a novelty gift company because she got a chocolate penis and she didn't ask for it. What did she ask for? She didn't ask for anything. Linda Parks, Ventura County, California, apparently was delivered a life-size, penis-shaped chocolate. Came right to her door. Solid or hollow? Doesn't say. Hmm. Makes a big difference. She's suing over emotional distress she felt upon getting the unexpected delivery from a company called Dick at Your Door. All right. (laughs) In the report, she says the chocolate phallus has, quote, no redeeming social qualities whatsoever, end quote. She's suing for damages, including psychological counseling, lost wages, and cost of the lawsuit. Dick at the door. If I order, is Aaron Lewis going to show up? Oh, oh booyah! <laughs> With both fingers in the air, probably. Yeah, right? yeah there right. you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how damaged are you really? I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? That's for a, uh, a, a uh, court to discover, I guess. With or without nuts? Again, it doesn't have any of those details. Yeah, I need to know. I agree with you, Bax. There should be some of those details in the story. It's a chocolate penis and penis butter? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Could be. Could uh, be filled with something. Uh, I got peanut butter on my chocolate <laughs> penis. I got penis on my chocolate <laughs> peanut butter. That would be a problem. Uh, Vice.com, by the way, reporting wow. about this story. So her, I don't. Her so, name isn't Reese, by the way, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, would you, how much emotional damage do you get by getting a free piece of chocolate you can always cut them right yeah you can cut it up in little pieces right or you know like a like a charleston chew you put it in the freezer you crack it on the table and it breaks up into a million pieces or you, you could pretend to be a moil and cut the tip off mm-hmm. well, they, yeah, there just, you go just like, the tip. Sha- like shaky the moil <laughs> right off the top yeah you don't use shaky if you're going to have work like that done <laughs> yeah do you have a clip <laughs> I, I do not no, no clip yeah that's too bad well, I listen. If I'm if someone sent me uh, a chocolate lady part, mm. I would not go see my therapist. Right. I mean, unless he wanted to wanted to split it with me, I don't. I don't know if a I would do that. Chocolate lady part. <laughs> yeah, a chocolate lady part. That would be harder to depict, I think, in chocolate form. Than, oh, I don't than think a male, so. Than a male member. Oh, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. No, right? come on. It'd be easy to do. Uh, by the way, she did also sue for lo- what's lost wages. And apparently she had lost her job, but for really an unrelated reason. And so she's trying to tie the two together with the yeah, lawsuit there. She's uh, quite the gal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. know. Can't, couldn't really take that whole thing, huh? Imagine how she'd yeah. freak out if she had a real one. Yeah, right? No kidding. It's uh, just about 8.55 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. 
Bracket Buster.